0: You're listening to Ignoring the Ordinary, a podcast from Wiser with Tom Patterson. At Wiser, we believe when people have the courage to ignore the ordinary and do things differently, amazing things can happen. The most innovative and creative ideas come from challenging the status quo, ideas that can transform industries, shift mindsets and bring real change to the world we live in. Eve Sleep has Ignoring the Ordinary baked into its DNA. Founded in October 2014, in the space of just five years, Eve Sleep are responsible for revolutionising the mattress market by simplifying choices and democratising good sleep. They stand for more than just good mattresses and have helped shift the cultural conversation around the power of rest and self-care. And they remain a trailblazer in trialling new materials, methods and processes, all in the pursuit of providing the perfect night's sleep. I'm here to talk with David Austin head of creative at Eve Sleep. We'll be discussing how Eve has gone about differentiating itself in a crowded landscape, and why ignoring the ordinary has been so important for its success. David, thank you so much for joining us.
1: No problem, thanks for
0: having me. Well, why don't we start then with a little bit about your career to date, I guess. So what actually drew you to working in content and creative initially?
1: Uh, So... I've always enjoyed concept development, uh, really, the practice of sketching ideas down into a notebook and then fine tuning. Mm. Uh, So I went to university to study fashion design because I like the idea of designing collections or becoming a fashion illustrator. Uh, Unfortunately, I could never really execute the designs that I had down on paper. So on leaving university, I made the next natural step and started work as a content manager within the adult film industry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: definitely the next step no
1: absolutely I think a lot of people can relate Uh, so I I worked for Babe Station which uh, anyone listening may or may not have heard of Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked there for about five years creating content for web and print Um, everything from taking pictures to editing videos, retouching, poster layouts Um, I mean it it seems funny but working within that kind of highly pressurised live television environment taught me how to turn work around very quickly and effectively Mm. Uh, honing skills in art direction uh, and picking up best, best practices excuse me, uh, in graphic design and, and copywriting.
0: And you said you were there for five years?
1: For five years uh, and, and then once I'd kind of got to a level where I felt my skills were good enough I started putting some scan pads together mm. uh, in my free time and applying for freelance creative work within the advertising industry. Uh, I then began working full-time at Ogilvy, managing editing content for two
0: years uh, before I came to EVE. What a fantastic kind of varied career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think varied is is a definitely a way of putting it. I think in this kind of industry there's all sorts of avenues to to get sure. into it and I think everyone's kind of got a different story. Um my story includes um Well, I guess
0: mattresses were also involved. Yeah, yeah, as I say, it was the next next natural step. I guess thinking then kind of when you first heard of Eve, I mean, what actually sort of drew you to the company initially?
1: So I think I just really bought into what they were trying to achieve. Um, It sounded like an interesting challenge. It's funny, when I left Ogilvy, I wanted to stay agency side, but... Mm. um, you know, I'd, I'd asked my recruiter to look into more boutique-sized firms. I, w- I wasn't even thinking about working in-house. Right. So when they came back with a mattress startup, I, I was quite sceptical, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, but then I did my research, as, as you should do. Um, and and it, now it's true: mattress brands weren't exactly at the cutting edge of creativity uh, and innovation four years ago. The industry wasn't cool, and mattresses weren't <laughs> thought of as a highly sought-after, must-have kind of item. Um, Eve wanted to change that perception through a great product, a great proposition, uh, and essentially slick and assured branding. So what started out as a hard no from me turned out to be an opportunity to to really take up the challenge of joining a startup at ground level, Mm. Um, the chance to help build Eve into a sought after brand that people would actually get excited about was was too intriguing to turn down really.
0: Yeah I was going to say kind of how young was the business when you joined? Uh,
1: I mean it must have been about six months old I think now. Wow thinking back okay to that. so yeah it really was that kind of that classic startup story of like six guys in a in a small basement kind of just trying to work things out from scratch and you know it was quite a daunting sort of prospect coming from a, a an agency the size of Ogilvy, yeah, Glenmore, um, of which is just you know absolutely huge, where we were based at the time in Canary Wharf, uh, to to this tiny little th- tiny mm. little, as I to say, a basement with with just a couple of people down there all kind of scrabbling around doing different jobs, uh, and then to see it grow into what it is today, which I think is about eighty people strong, um, and, and in a couple of different markets as well. Amazing. And did you go straight into content when you joined Eve? Yeah. Uh, So as I say, you kind of were were doing a lot of things. They just kind of started opening up their social media channels. So Mm. there was a lot of building content for that. Um, We had kind of our brand identity, you know, with the kind of yellow and and what our typefaces were. But in terms of making any kind of visual content, we we didn't have anything. So it was just starting to build something that was fun that Mm. people could relate to and start to think, this isn't content you would normally associate with Mm. with a mattress. Obviously, you've got things like Benson's for Beds and Dreams, um, which is all about just selling the product. And what we were more about was kind of selling the feeling to people as well, and and saying that we're more than just this mattress. I mean, when we started, it was literally just this one mattress, but we wanted to talk about more than that and the importance of sleep. And that's why we've kind of moved on now into being more of a sleep wellness brand Mm. that sells a whole plethora of products. Um, to, to kind of cater
0: for different people's needs. Yeah, because they're pretty old school, those brands that you mentioned already. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking, so it's quite hard to differentiate between those mattress brands as well. You know, what is a Dreams uh, compared to any other mattress? But I guess with you guys, there is a real kind of differentiation there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think mean, our values have always been at the heart of everything we do um, and continues to drive us to be different. Um, from product development to customer service, we believe that everybody deserves the best possible start. That's kind of our our mission statement. Um, so whilst many of our competitors start and finish with better sleep, we yeah. champion what a great night's sleep leads to, i.e. better days and a better you. Um, that's where Eva's kind of evolved into something more, a trusted sleep wellness brand that offers a whole, as I say, a whole plethora of mm. products designed to give people a better start.
0: Is that the kind of role that you guys feel that you play then within the mattress landscape, providing people with that better start?
1: Absolutely. I think I think um, whilst everybody else was saying good night in sleepy <laughs> shades of grey and blue, we said good morning with a zesty punch of yellow, um, and that's what's allowed us to to kind of own the day really, rather than just own that those kind of hours between when you fall asleep and then you open your eyes again in the morning. And ultimately, that's kind of placed us at the vanguard of a whole sleep wellness movement Mm. that champions health and positivity.
0: Yeah, there's that cliche, I can picture it now, especially around Christmas time, just sort of every second ad is that person falling into bed, closing their eyes and then going to sleep. But as you said, you guys have really sort of flipped it on its head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I mean, that's what people expect to see from from any kind of sleep brand is mm. someone sleeping but it' just goes to that that kind of deeper meaning of, of any brand that, that any brand should look into is like the, the why why are we doing this and mm. and ultimately why do people fall to asleep why do people want a great night's sleep is so they feel great the next day and and I think there's such a there's such a trend or, or not even a trend because I think it's here to stay mm. um people you know are really invested now in in their nutrition and their health through exercise um and, and I think people want to, you know, not just physical health as well, but mental health is is massive is a massive issue today. So I think sleep, people are finding out more and more that sleep can be a massive factor in improving
0: those areas of your mm. life. You guys were onto something because that, I think the conversation, you're absolutely right. Culturally, sleep is something that we're talking about more and more. But I guess I'd say it's only within the last maybe even two years mm. Um, so you guys were really kind of ahead of the curve, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, the, the the founders of Eve, as you say, were really onto something, and they saw this kind of gap in the market, not only in terms of a mattress brand or a sleep brand, but also a kind of a cultural movement that people and, and they really recognised mm. that people were, were really starting to educate themselves and and be more more up on on what's good for them. Um, you know, it's it's not cool anymore to to smoke or, or brag mm. about. Um, how wasted you got last night, I yeah. think people, you know, and, and especially in the UK, people kind of wear um, how badly they slept the night before as, as almost a badge of honour kind yeah. of thing. You know, you go into work in the morning and you say to people, oh God, I had a terrible night's sleep last mm-hmm. night. Um, but you know, now I think people want to invest their, their their time, money and energy into improving that area of their life because ultimately it will improve their, their day the morning after.
0: Yeah, it's not cool anymore, exactly. As you said, with work, it used to be, you know, I was up with that contract till four. I've only had two hours. Give me my coffee. Here I go again. I guess now it feels like people are wanting to be more purposeful i guess yeah i
1: think i think it's using your time better i mean if someone said that oh, i was up till 4 doing that it's like well why you, yeah, you'd be more yes, productive yes. if you got your head down and obviously there are circumstances <laughs> yes. where that that is the case you know you have to be up because of some sort of deadline that's that's crept up but ultimately it's kind of more about time management and mm. and and the the kind of lineage between sleep and productivity is, is proven um so i think people look at it and and do ask a question why Why did you do that? You, you get a good night's sleep and you'll be so much more productive for the next day. It's, it's, work, it's about
0: working smarter, not harder. Mm. No. Do you think the company's changed a lot in the four years you've been there? I guess thinking separate from size of the business and I guess reach um, when it comes to kind of values and I guess the reason that you guys exist. Do you feel like it's always been there since the start or it's developed as time's gone on?
1: Um, I... I think our message has always been the same, but mm. what I would say is that we've developed a better understanding of what our customer expects from us. Uh, although our tone is positive with a sunny disposition, we try and steer clear of being that kind of have a nice day type of brand. I think that can often sound so disingenuous. Uh, we're mm. a human brand is, is kind of how we, how we justify it to ourselves and, and we're transparent with no BS. <laughs> you can swear if you want. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, that's brilliant. Well, I guess thinking then a little bit about some of the challenges that you guys face, and I guess the, the industry as the whole, what kind of challenges would you say the world of mattresses are facing today?
1: So it's, as sleep becomes as popular a commodity as it's ever been, mm. we've seen the market become more and more saturated. Um, you get a lot of copycats that like to play discount wars. Um, yeah. What's important to us is to stay true to our values and never compromise on quality or the marketing marketing opportunities that uh, we may have, you know, it, there, there's always a potential to to grab those kind of marketing opportunities when they come along, but mm. they could have a negative negative effect, excuse me, um, in the long run. So we just try and be quite smart about who we kind of
0: partner with, uh, and you know, different marketing marketing opportunities that we take up. Mm. I think the, just something as simple as the yellow is a great way of differentiating yeah. yourself because that kind of pop is so powerful. I'm thinking about the tube ads. And as you said, as the years have gone by, various kind of other players have entered the market. But I think that Eve yellow still just catches your attention.
1: It's difficult, actually, because obviously not every one of our products, as we develop more and more products in our range, has the yellow. Yeah. And so we need to kind of bring out a voice that people recognize Eve as not just the yellow one where you know in our in our kind of photography style in our tone of voice um in our placement of marketing marketing campaigns who we partnership with where we place mm-hmm. ourselves um in bricks and mortar um we kind of want to start to develop ourselves as something that people recognize as this kind of trusted sleep wellness brand without having to stick a, a logo you know if i think a, a mark of a really great brand is mm. if you could get away with not even showing your logo and people sure. recognize who you are that's something that we kind of want to really move towards going forward
0: you mentioned physical spaces i think am i right in thinking you guys initially started as purely online yep um but are you kind of exploring different ways to kind of yeah absolutely
1: um, i mean we will always be essentially uh, an e-commerce brand yeah but you know you especially with something when it comes to comfort people will want to try it out physically mm. f- for themselves as well. So we do try and, you know, and, and part of Eve's kind of core values is also just being accessible for as many people as possible as well. And we understand that some people will want to try something out for themselves. And, I mean, even though we offer a 100-night trial so they can try it in their own home, you know, if they're out and about and they and they pop into a Next or, or something like that, they, they can have the opportunity to, you know, just feel it and and see if it's something that they might want to... Be involved with.
0: Got gotcha. you. That ritual has been documented, hasn't it? So well over time. You know, couples hand in hand going to the, the, yeah, the sea of
1: mattresses. Again, I think it's it's something that the founders kind of um, the founders of Eve kind of recognised early on. It's not a pleasant experience to go into one of these kind of grey warehouses on a on a rainy Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, people people are busy. They that's the last thing they want to be doing. But. <laughs> It's it's an important investment, you know. Uh, as we yeah. talk about the importance of sleep and, and what that means for for health, both physically and mentally, it's uh it's kind of a big ticket item. You, you might be spending a lot of money on it. Maybe you should be spending more than thirty seconds crying out one after the other in a in an uncomfortable warehouse with a salesman standing over you, mm-hmm. kind of um, spieling off technical jargon that means mm. absolutely nothing to you. All you want to know is. After three nights, is this going to make my back hurt, or you know, am I going to be back here like uh, complaining? Or so that's why I think the uh, the trial is really important to us.
0: Yeah, it is a strange thing, isn't it? Because you would never use a mattress in that kind of way again, ever in that environment. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that hundred night sleep has always been so generous, I guess, and shows a deep understanding, I guess. Of the yeah, absolutely.
1: It's certainly a flawed way of, of um and and I think yeah, going going forward I think more and more brands will kind of come on board with this mm. this way of doing things. Mm.
0: Do you think the needs of consumers are actually evolving and changing in this space?
1: Uh I think so. Um as people are coming becoming more educated on the importance of sleep, it's up to us to do our due diligence as a brand that champions sleep wellness and make them feel that they can trust us more than ever.
0: Mm. So we've kind of talked quite a lot about kind of the landscape and, and EVE as a, as a business as a whole. Thinking specifically now then about creative, can you tell us a little bit more about what your role involves as head of creative at EVE?
1: Sure. So it's uh, it's my job to ensure that the creative output of EVE is executed to the highest possible standard mm. and, and stays on brand. Uh, when trying to do things differently and push the boundaries creatively, the temptation is, is to stray off course and yeah. pick low hanging fruit from time to time for a quick win. Um, You know, just because something works well for another brand, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to follow suit. Our goal is to remain unique and and on brand uh, in our
0: communications. It must be hard, that temptation. Well, because you could, I guess you're so much more aware now of what other competitors and players are doing because the likes of Instagram content is being produced and put out there every single day. You know, Mm. it's not like waiting for the next ad to drop, which could be weeks, even months in advance. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's the same challenge that any brand uh, in any in, in any kind of space has, actually. Yeah. There are, people are so inundated with with marketing materials now, um, especially online on their phones that are in their hands, you know, 50% of the day, let's say. Um, it's it's kind of really our job to to try and get our message across and, and cut through the smoke as well, as you say. So what we make isn't just wallpaper for people to swipe past. Mm. It's something that, that engages them. Um, and and hopefully they want to
0: interact with further. So it's about providing something above just a plain piece of content Then you want them to have a smile on their face after reading it, you know, want to engage, see one of their kind of favorite influences in the space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we kind of have a criteria, which is, does it fit with our brand values? Mm. Um, Does it get all the relevant information across to the customer and then could we make it 20% simpler um, <laughs> in its execution without compromising the first two oh, points? Um, you know, we, we kind of say we like to be beautifully simple and simply beautiful. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that thing of, you know, we've got a lot to say to people, but there's no point in inundating them with all these different messages at once. Mm. Um, you know, for, for uh, the parameters of a, of a YouTube bumper ad or something, you know, they say get their attention in the first six seconds. If we're trying to give them three USPs within that six seconds. It's that thing of, if you throw someone three balls, they'll probably drop two of them. Mm. If you throw them one ball, they've got more chance of catching it and retaining that information. So that's something that we try and, try and do and always consider when creating
0: a piece of content. I mm. mean, we've already started to unpack your kind of tone of voice a little bit, and I think you guys have carved out a fantastic and unique personality in the space. Can you tell us a little bit more about the personality, I guess, of Eve?
1: Yeah, so um, as, as I mentioned earlier, we've kind of refined our tone over the past five years into something that our customers can relate to. Yeah. Uh, we're friendly without being pally. Uh, <laughs> what that means is we talk to them as if we're sitting down with them over a cup of coffee. Mm. Uh, we tell them what they want to know, uh, not what we think they should know. We're here to help, not lecture. Mm. Uh, we don't blind them with technical jargon or sales speak. We treat them with the respect and credit them with making their own decision uh, I think brands can only really afford to do this when they truly believe in their product as well.
0: I guess the role of advisor then a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what we really do, you know, it's it's a, it's a tightrope to make sure when we're talking about this space of health and wellbeing um, that we don't come across as a holier than thou kind of brand um, telling everyone what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. We're basically saying we're here to help.
0: Mm. So we're obviously kind of living in the age of uh, the boom of visual social media, I guess. Is the majority of the content you produce, is it kind of, would you say, visual first to kind of please that appetite that we all seem to have at the moment for kind of just aesthetic prowess?
1: I think it, it really depends on the space and, and the mm. platform that, um, you know, every brief will come in and there'll be a purpose, what we want that brief to do, whether it's um, brand awareness or, or some kind of sale. Um, So what we really do is consider the space in which the creative will be consumed. Um, As I said, we all know the best practices for platforms like YouTube, Insta Stories, Facebook. Ultimately, people don't have time or or don't care or just don't see you. Um, So it's our job to consider the space and decide the most appropriate plan of action in terms of execution. So our message, as I say, cuts through the smoke. Um, And as I said earlier, that doesn't mean bombarding someone with three different messages at once Um, it means considering what the right message is and working within the parameters set by the platform um, to to make sure that message resonates with whoever's consuming it at whatever time in their day Um, and that that always really comes down from the brief as I say what we're trying to achieve and and I think any creative um, will will know the the phrase of give me the freedom of a tight brief (laughs) it just means (laughs) I don't have to think about if this is the right or the wrong thing to do that's for the marketing team to kind of decide my job is is the best way to execute this
0: idea I'm guessing your answer will be yes but do you feel like Instagram is here to stay at least for another couple of years you know you hear about absolutely
1: until the next thing comes along yeah
0: Uh, and I guess it's becoming more shoppable as well I'm seeing more mm. and more kind of price tags popping up in images. Yeah,
1: I think especially um, within our industry, you know, shop the look is a massive thing. Um, And we've seen, you know, massive numbers just coming in from that. If people like what they see, which is what all Instagram is about, it's kind of that whole idea of flexing. Um, And then if you can actually buy what you're seeing and what you like, then that's that's an obvious win, I guess.
0: Yeah, it must be so powerful in lifestyle imagery because yeah, exactly. I guess the ideal is you see the home, the bedroom on Instagram that you want, and then Mm. you can sort of, you know, that's
1: that's the kind of thing we look at uh with the art direction of our photo shoots as well you kind of um you sell to someone the aspirational aspects of that lifestyle as well Mm. you don't show people you don't hold up a mirror to people you show them what they would like to aspire to be as well um you know you can't you can't hit every mark in terms of of uh a person's personality what their kind of income is or anything like that but you just I mean that's the thing about eve as well we we do try and make everything accessible for everyone um and so we just more often than not we show people not sleeping but we show them having fun Mm. you know with a big smile on their face not cheesy Mm -hmm. um but you know so it looks like okay that person looks like they've really enjoyed their night's sleep last night and they're ready to do something
0: really productive and and fun today Mm. what have been some of your sort of favorite Campaigns or pieces of content that you've uh, you've produced.
1: So I think a good example of what I just mentioned in terms of considering the platform is our long copy ads on the London Underground. Yes, um, iconic. A, yeah, <laughs> you could you could absolutely say that um, as a relatively unknown brand, showing a bedroom set up with a piffy headline, uh, a URL, and a USP, which is what everyone else was doing, seemed yeah. like a, a waste of. A waste of space. Mm-hmm. Um, Cross-track ads are one of the few places where long copy can really work well for a brand. The dwell time in that kind of location gives you that precious minute to hold the attention of your audience. In this case, uh, board commuters who will actually read your copy <laughs> to pass the time. Um, uh, so that really gives you an opportunity to ingratiate your brand into their psyche. I think Jack Daniels uh, is, is an obvious one, and, and they were only the only. Ones that really come to mind consistently, who were doing it at this time, um, and it was certainly a risk for for an unknown brand taking their first step into out of home to place its personality over product. But it paid off in dividends. Mm. Um, it felt good to do something brave and be different. And you know, so you you see a lot more brands doing it now.
0: How long ago was that first Too Bad? Oh, maybe
1: three years ago wow yeah um and they still continue and and the great thing is they've got a they've got a very recognizable kind of look to them uh, whilst being 20 percent simpler you know it's very simple and clean and i think when you do make things simple you know um when we talk about cutting through the smoke if you're on a train platform and you see all these singing dancing bombastic colors if you've just got almost a white space with writing on it that kind of catches your eye um so it's about standing out. And the great
0: thing about that is we can change the copy to whatever messaging we want to we say at the time as well. Mm. It Chime's so nicely, as well about, with your kind of brand being about simplicity and uh, sort of lending advice as well. It's kind of a perfect fit, I would say. Mm.
1: And again, it gets our tone of voice across to people. And, and I think people... We'll get on board with the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of humour in there as well. And, and we call out some other brands like in a, in a playful kind of way, not, not in any way confrontational. And I think if you can kind of relax people, they'll kind of start to build that relationship with your brand as well.
0: Fantastic. And then sleep then. So we've kind of already touched on this a little bit already, but I guess we as a nation have sort of fallen back in love with sleep Um, And it's often described as being sparked by Ariana Huffington's The Sleep Revolution, which Mm. was a few years ago now, kind of talking about the power of sleep and why it is so vital to success, I guess. Um, How does Eve Sleep go about actually being part of the cultural conversation around sleep that we're having?
1: Um, Honestly, I I think it's something we've championed for a long time, so Mm. we feel we've got a great head start. I think, um, you know, the the sleep revolution... um, Article came out at just just the right time. Um, you know, we we tried lots of different things from constructing a month long nap station that promoted productivity um, <laughs> to hosting a range of seminars at a sleep suite uh, events at the the uh, the old town hall hotel. Uh, we, we we're always trying to to find ways of being relevant uh, in the sleep wellness conversation. Uh, And also being a brand that genuinely cares as well. You know, we don't try and do things for gimmicky PR stunts. Um, We really do kind of believe that these are, you know, these educational moments are, are things that people can really benefit from. And that's important to us.
0: Yeah, I guess that was going to be my next question. So... With the movement, have come various trends, and I guess various fads as well. I'd argue, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's clean, suite, uh, clean sleep, sorry, um, article, which kind of prescribed, you know, very very expensive uh, linens and um, tools to help get that kind of perfect clean night sleep. Um, I think that was a bit of a, a bit of a fad. Is it sometimes hard to differentiate between fads and trends within the space?
1: I mean, I'm not necessarily sure a lot of them are new trends. I mm. think clean sleep, for example, is just a repackaged way of saying <laughs> it's important to get a good night's sleep and and washing your bed sheets is is part of that. I think that's that's nothing new. Um, I think people, I think the more people become better educated on the importance of sleep, the more genuine insights will make their way to the foreground. Um, after all, everyone's different, so what works for some may not work for others. Uh, it's all about what works for you, your lifestyle, your personality, your age, your body. Yeah.
0: And what about kind of, do you think the fascination that we've got at the moment with sleep, is here to stay?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think like eating well uh, and exercising regularly, being well rested isn't a fad. It's, it's a key to living happy, a happy and healthy lifestyle, both physically and mentally. Um, I think that now people are really starting to take that seriously.
0: Mm, I feel the same. Thinking then about brand and influencer partnerships, so you guys are fantastic at these um, and your approach to brand partnerships, I'd say is, is pretty unique. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about it? What what kind of factors come into play when, when choosing a brand or influencer partnership?
1: Sure, I mean, um, we've always had a very considered approach to what we do. Um, you know, we always ask, does this relationship make sense? Do they share our values? Um, we veer away from partnering with brands for the sake of it. Mm. Hopping into bed with just anyone may <laughs> seem like a, if you're pardon the pun, uh, it may seem like a lucrative opportunity at the time. But sometimes, as I said earlier, it can be more damaging to the brand in the long run. Um, so, for example, partnering with the charity Centrepoint, who provide a safe place to stay for young people living on the streets, um, that really fits our belief of everybody deserves the best possible start. So that made sense. So mm. that's why we that's why we did it.
0: They're quite unexpected, I'd say, quite often as well. Like I saw a recent campaign that you guys did with Sink the Pink, you know, the rave party troop. Yeah. When you think of them, you know, sleep isn't necessarily the first thing that comes to mind.
1: I, th- I think it's that whole thing. Again, if you just dig a little deeper, um, it comes back to the inclusive nature of our core value. Yeah. Um, everybody deserves the perfect start. Um Having partnered with Sink The Pink, we we kind of discovered many drag queens keep different hours. Their day doesn't necessarily start at nine and end at five. Mm. Um, We identified this as a a community-wide issue and reached out. It was something that we didn't want to just use as another rainbow flag profile picture gimmick either. Um, Inclusiveness is at the heart of EVE, so this partnership we felt very strongly about uh, getting right and
0: for the right reasons. I did think of you guys I was with them in uh, Brighton this weekend oh, and really? I was thinking at the end of the party I was like oh they'll be off they
1: they are so busy honestly I mean we were lucky to pin them down for the afternoon to be honest I mean it's it's crazy how many um how many people want to part with them because you know what they they're just fun and yeah. you know it's not anything taken too seriously and I yeah. think there's always space for that in today's society as well and and I think people can really relate to them it, it's just a, they are just a lot of fun and that's
0: That's literally it. Yeah, a huge amount of fun. Thinking next about democratisation then and innovation, you guys have always been so good at embracing new technologies and different ways of doing things. And Mm -hmm. I would argue that they're actually changing how people kind of experience, access, and even define what sleep and rest is. How important is it for you guys to embrace new technologies and new materials? So we have a fantastic and dedicated new product development
1: team Mm. whose sole purpose is to scout out the very best materials but at the same time recognise what the fads are as well. Yeah. Um, As long as it serves a person achieving a better night's sleep so they can live their best life, um, of course we're we're all
0: for new technologies though. Mm. And I guess on the kind of flip side of that is accessibility, arguably, you know, when you're trialling new methods, new expensive materials you know, often there's a price tag attached. How important is it to also keep that kind of democratisation and access at the heart of your products?
1: So all of our products are carefully made to match a beautiful design aesthetic with functionality. Yeah. Uh, It's essential that we make those same products as easily available to as many people as possible. Otherwise,
0: what's the point? Yeah. No, I would agree. And kind of our final topic then, so the future. Mm -hmm. Um, These might be a bit difficult to answer, but... I encourage you to give them a go if possible. Um, How do you see the mattress and sleep landscape actually changing and evolving over, say, the next 50 years?
1: So I would say people will continue to take their sleep a lot more seriously. Mm. Um, A good night's sleep isn't an elitist notion. Mm. Uh, It should be democratised. And as such, brands will start to take responsibility to cater for the needs of the masses through education and accessible quality products. Um, I don't think people will settle when it comes to the health of their sleep, nor do I think they'll want to spend their weekends in warehouses (laughs) uh, trying products for 30 seconds at a time. Uh, Ultimately, consumers want convenience. So if they're investing in their sleep, why wouldn't they want to spend time in their own home with their investment?
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys have obviously been on the forefront of those changes already, I guess. So it's it's almost a case of catch up, I'd say, within the industry.
1: I, I think so, yeah. I mean, as I say, we, um, we're already at the forefront of this sleep wellness movement. People come to Eve because they trust us as a brand. Mm. It's something we take great pride in and will endeavour to continue on into the future.
0: Do you feel like you guys are going to continue to change and evolve as the years go on? I think so I
1: think uh, you know it's adapt to survive I think we're just in the fortunate position that we've recognized this movement early on yeah um, so we can kind of be a brand leader in that
0: and finally kind of what are some of the the highlights that we can look forward to seeing from Eve in the upcoming months
1: Uh, I uh, an ever-expanding range of premium quality products (laughs) uh, and an ever expanding range of channels through which our customers can experience them
0: I can't wait to see them (laughs) Dave, honestly, this has been so fascinating. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but I will (laughs) let you go. Um, So thank you so much for coming in today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. Cheers.